0: Okay, what else you got to say about it?
1: I don't really know.
0: On a scale of zero to ten, zero being the worst music you've ever heard, and ten being the best music you've ever heard, what do you rate that song that you just heard? Ten. A ten, the best music you've ever heard? (laughs) All right, well, that's why you're my daughter. Bye. (laughs) It's Bowie versus Tillian. Is this you and I'm glowy? Am I killing? Hope it's not a blowy or a villain. Well, it's time
1: for Bowie vs. Dylan. Hi and welcome back to another episode of Bowie vs. Dylan.
0: I'm Charlie and I like Bowie. I'm Jake and I love Dylan. Today we're uh, looking at, it's our, it's our second part of the two-part
1: series about mm. the worst years of Bowie and Dylan. Only two The parts? last episode, uh, as part of our
0: 25th anniversary, yes. Diamond Jubilee, I'm going to just <laughs> pretend right now. Uh, we looked at
1: Bowie's, what I, I'm pretty sure will be Bowie's worst year, I'm quite sure will be Bowie's worst year, 1987. Was... This year, we're swinging things over. Mm. Three years in, three years later Into uh, what Jake expects Will probably be Dylan's worst year Yes So that was less Less easy to uh, Pinpoint exactly It was like Jake's a little worried He's gonna come up with Another year that actually Was worse but Yeah That's alright Or that we've already done one It doesn't matter Who cares All the rules are made <laughs> up I care It was a bad year that, that much we can agree on For
0: sure it was For sure it okay. was
1: Alright Well Sinking us deep Into the depths Of that bad mm. year Uh, I'm going to hand things right over to you, Jake.
0: Well, thank you, thank you very much, Chaz. Yeah, Uh, you're welcome. I want to acknowledge your stuffy cold before you can.
1: I I forgot to acknowledge my stuffy cold. Yeah, there you go. So the listeners at home, if I'm coughing or sneezing or anything mucus based, yeah on on the hot mic here, uh, I apologize.
0: It's really gross, but it does seem kind
1: of appropriate for you know one (laughs) of the neater years. I mean, at least I'm not. Coughing and hacking through like a really good year and bringing down the whole oh. the whole mood. The mood's already down. It's already down, baby.
0: It's way down. I can't baby. bring it.
1: I can't bring it lower.
0: We all collectively have colds in our hearts right now. In our hearts. Our for hearts. Our hearts Dylan, are sick to a lesser extent for David. All right. Well, I'm just wondering what to start with here, Chaz. And I'm looking at my notes here. There's there's several bad things that happened. I yeah, think, well, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna go with the Never Ending Tour 1990 to get us started today.
1: Okay, this okay. is it's pretty, it's pretty young. It's, it's like a toddler Never Ending Tour. It is, is one,
0: right? it is, and yet he has managed uh, to ruin it. Not like already. the
1: middle aged, the middle aged uh, Never Ending Tour that we live with today.
0: No, it's not the fine wine of the. <laughs> of the it's not the, it's not the meaty Bula base, It's more like they throw, <laughs> they're throwing in ingredients. Yeah. There's some. If we have any yeah. hardcore
1: fans out there, I'm really curious as to how many times the word has come up
0: in this <laughs> podcast. It's an uncommon word, so many word, times, but strangely common around here. So, <laughs> super
1: fans, you uh, you get to work, listen, re-listen to all the episodes, and and listen to and count down how many times we have see Base and send it on over to us, and, uh, and we'll mention you in a, in a future podcast.
0: Yeah, we good? sure will. Hey, right, I I, so actually just, I actually just I actually just want to say that. If anybody writes us an email or writes us a comment on, on Facebook or any of that kind of stuff, we might just mention your name. We're that desperate It's, the, uh, it's happened before. It has. If it's happened
1: before, it wouldn't be the first time. No,
0: and it won't be the last. If you get I mean, off your I feel lazy like butts. Our, <laughs> I we right.
1: our pal uh, Gary on Twitter right oh, now. Oh, okay. Right hey, here.
0: Gary. What's up, man? <laughs>
1: because Gary is he's our pal. Oh, he's hey, Gary.
0: Guy. What's up, Gary?
1: He's good. He's a good guy. Okay, Gary. All right, that's it. All
0: right, sounds I good. Gary. All right, Gary. Great. Right. Do not go on. Do not go on YouTube and look for live shows from 1990 from Bob Dylan.
1: You don't want that.
0: You don't want that. that. So this. Oh wait.
1: Speaking of Gary, hold hold, hold on just a second, Jake, because I just was checking Twitter, realizing I hadn't been a while. Yeah. And Gary bought his uh, his first Bowie record.
0: What? Because of you? Yeah,
1: he did. Oh well, I don't know. It's Gary. Station to Station Which is an excellent choice Nice work Gary That's one of my All time favorites
0: Gary I'm so sorry That you bought that album man Jake, I mean Shut up <laughs> sh- Shut up Why wasn't it a shut Dylan up. Why wasn't it a Dylan album
1: He's already a Dylan fan
0: Oh Gary That's how he
1: came to the podcast That's Gary. how he came to the podcast In the first place Gary
0: Gary 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 you're the man <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh. Despite you It's one of his best It's one of his best
0: Do not admit to your friends That Charlie uh, Influenced you To buy that album You can say that you Thought of it all by yourself Jake we gotta
1: stop I know we're avoiding The Weak The depths Old Moldy Boulebase. that is 1990 for Bob Dylan,
0: but we got to get in there. All right, yeah, all right. It's just we got to get
1: in there. We got to do it. Okay. All right, let's do it. Let's all do right. it. So, right.
0: uh, in order to understand the Boulebase that is 1990 on the Never Ending Tour, you must <laughs> you must Boulibes. you must step back through time to when it wasn't as moldy in 1988. So, okay. Bob Dylan's original Cut. original iteration of the Never Ending Tour, which he called the Never Ending Tour immediately, but then later disavowed the name, I guess.
1: Oh, because I, yeah, I know you've said that he doesn't like that name I did, I that might have been that was, not, that was not a Bob Dylan name, I assumed
0: No, and I didn't think so either until I learned that it was So his, okay. his idea was just to go out on the road and be more of a performer again Like go out to the okay. crowds and you know, talk to the masses and Sure, sure kinda have a, He was kind of holding on to his, his vaudeville act from, from, uh, from the Rolling Thunder review a little yeah, bit yeah, And what bring, he did, bring that back home. what he did was a little interesting He pared it down way down he only yeah. had three people in his band, including himself, in 1988.
1: That is an interesting parallel to David Bowie later on, but go, oh, go
0: well, on. I can't wait to not listen to that later. Oh, no. oh One Jake. of the members of Bob's band in 1988 through 1990 was a fellow named G.E. Smith. Does that name ring a bell to you?
1: No, it does not.
0: He is the band leader for Saturday Night Live. Oh. He still what is. You, you, see like him, uh, you see him behind the, uh, behind the host when they come out and do okay. the, their bad yeah. monologue. He's back there yeah. like chortling and, and stuff like that. And he does all the music uh, for Saturday oh, Night one. Live. So good what do one. you know about that? Anyway, good old GE really brought a nice little taste, a nice little spice to the old Bula bass from 1988 yeah. through 89. Yeah, so sure. um, it's lean and tight. Uh, there's a lot less confusion because he apparently sort of learned how to decipher whatever Bob was about to do yeah. on stage. He could kind of play in the same key and play in the same tempo. And, and the less people in the band, the less confusion and less you know, outright you know, um, sort of badness there was in the sound. So although the year was 1988 and the music was not necessarily so great... Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It was kind of elevated By this this arrangement Now Bob thought so much Of this arrangement That by the fall of 1990 He kicked G. Smith Out of the band For no reason And didn't tell him why <laughs>
1: uh-huh.
0: mm-hmm. uh Mm-hmm Sounds like a classic Bob move Yep It was a very classic Bob move Casual uh, Unfavorable jerkiness. <laughs> Absolutely. Ruining yet another relationship in his life at a time when he desperately needed friends.
1: Just burning bridges.
0: Just, just burning them. Just, just exploding. Setting them. them on fire. They, uh, he immediately, the shows immediately got worse. I should not have to, <laughs> well, I should actually, not have to tell you. Uh, the, now you don't have to tell me. The shows were a mixture you of elect- anyway. electric and acoustic. Um, he would, he would. Uh, sway back and forth between doing his oldies and doing his new material. Um, some of the some of the shows he was taking requests and he was joking with people and, and generally acting like a performer that people wanted to see at times. Other times, of course, uh, his shows were marred by his uh, disinterest in his own music. Uh, but overall, there was a little bit of, uh, at least early in the year, before he fired G.E. Smith, there was some reinvigoration going on. Um, and I don't know if Bob gets... Like uncomfortable when things are going well Or a little bit better Or when he's gaining He's garnering praise for his music Because as you'll recall in 1989 He released Oh Mercy Which was his best reviewed album Um, At least since since Infidels Infidels But in likelihood it's his best album Since 1976 This is a This is a theme where I can't remember the name Of good Bob Dylan albums (laughs) That I've already already talked Uh, about Desire 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 I desire to know All of the Bob Dylan names
1: Oh
0: Ah. Yeah Okay, so that's the never-ending okay. tour so Yeah, a, never you got,
1: tour You got a nice little taste ended. That's
0: part it of the Buddha base It also bass. did not
1: end in 1990
0: It did not end It had just started But he decided not to end it anyway
1: It also didn't end in 1980.
0: Let's let's check in with a little studio album You may not have heard of Because it was Well,
1: awesome. I have heard of it Because you played me some
0: <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right Rancid I was
1: going to say Tasty's track No, some rancid tracks Around Christmas time
0: Alright, so before we talk about this uh, I'm going to do our little meta insertion Of some content Comments that our family made. That that's were, right.
1: Around Christmas time, we were all together uh, in one place, which doesn't happen often. Jake lives in Washington State. I live in Minnesota. That's right. Our mother lives in Wisconsin, along with our other brother, who is not of a podcast. And but we were all together at Christmas, and we played them the worst albums from both Bowie and Dylan.
0: That's right. So if you were- and
1: here's yeah.
0: If you were paying Here's attention To the last episode You would have heard Them yeah. uh, Holding their noses A little less than we thought Really Oh yeah at, They at the actually album. were okay
1: with I mean, At least in small bursts They didn't listen to the whole thing I think if they listened to the whole thing They wouldn't uh, like liked never listen so much But they were kind of okay with it Of
0: course But they,
1: uh, not, not so No with, uh, with Dylan's offering Within ten <laughs>
0: seconds Everyone oh, was ready to be done With that All They were done They were done we <laughs> a
1: completely different song It was a completely <laughs> different style And also just as bad
0: Yes somehow <laughs> so uh here here's here's some of those comments right about now, all right, Mike, you've heard bad Bowie and now you've heard some bad Dylan. What do you say about the bad Dylan? Bad Dylan's pretty bad Dylan this. The, the growly <laughs> it's there and I love
1: it, but it's the <laughs> it's the cheesy the cheesy drum kits and yeah. the beats and the big red sky Wow. Wow. You're yeah, right. That a much better
0: reaction
1: That's all of it. Bowie of
0: yeah. Alright, that was something. I'm gonna go ahead and say Wiggle Waggle belongs on I don't even know what. Maybe, <laughs> probably Hard Hat Harry soundtrack. Oh! <laughs> Poor Hart, Harry. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, bad children's music. Bad children's music. Okay, well, that's a honest assessment. Thank you, Claudia. <laughs> All right, Mabel, you've just heard some of Bob Dylan's worst music. What do you think? Oh, awesome. Why is it awesome? You gotta tell me. You gotta, you gotta tell it's me some of it. The whole thing. It. The whole thing? Like, what's your favorite part of it? The, um, um, you were dancing to it Do you like it because you can dance to it?
1: Yeah and it's nice
0: It's nice, okay Do you like the drums? Yeah Do you like the guitar? Mhm. Do you like the accordion?
1: No Oh,
0: that's good because there wasn't one Mhm. Do, like, do you like Bob Dylan's voice? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah What does yeah, it sound yeah. like? Uh, I don't really know You deep. don't really know? Uh, not really that deep You want uh, Uncle Mike to do a Bob Dylan impersonation for you? What do you think of Mike's impersonation of Bob Dylan? I don't know. You prefer Bob Dylan to Mike? Uh In terms of vocal performances? Uh Uh-huh. Well, that's great. Me too. Me too. Chaz, what's your first reaction?
1: My first reaction is he sounds like a parody of himself, particularly Mm -hmm. the voice. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, the music is not that bad, it's not good. Don't get me wrong. Also, the beginning of the album sounded disturbingly like Bowie's worst yeah. album uh, to start with, until the, the vocals came back. And yeah, it sounds like somebody like an SNL parody of him.
0: Yeah, that, exactly. you know, went, took things over the top. It was oh, like Dana Carvey doing really, David Bowie, yeah. doing Dana Carvey, <laughs> <laughs> doing David Bowie. I mean, Bob Dylan. could
1: have happened, you know? That going to be Dana Carvey skit right there. There were
0: bad. some skits when they did the Traveling Wilburys where they would put them on weekend update or something and they couldn't understand anything they said okay well i thought what um was been said already is a great part of what i'm feeling it's a parody of himself and maybe the songs wouldn't be bad if they weren't so overproduced and didn't sound so much totally unlike what we expect out of dylan so it could be some good songs in there but really hard to tell just too much of everything <laughs> <laughs> too much of everything that's Bob Dylan in 1990 okay Arthur that was Bob Dylan's awesome, worst awesome, album awesome 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 wait hold on awesome awesome hold on. awesome awesome what do you think is awesome about it all of it mm, thank you for your time Goodbye So as you heard Our family say uh, Under the Red Sky Was a strange And disappointing Follow up To Oh Mercy (laughs) In Disappointing a follow up To anything Anything (laughs) at all anything To anything Although I do have to say that there was a, a special disappointment surrounding this because he he was on the verge it of being like back. He was back? Yeah. yeah, because he he had re he had reconfigured his touring life. Yeah, yeah. Uh he re-released a really good album. He he handed over the controls uh more or less to, to Daniel Lenoir. and let him sort of mold his He was still a great songwriter, it turns out. Yeah. Um but instead of going back with Lanois or or taking any lessons whatsoever from that experience. <laughs> He calls up the super slick pop producers, their brothers, Don Waz. I don't, I don't know if it's Wa or Waz. It's W A S. Don and John. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> Don and John Waz. <laughs> yeah. No, Don and David Waz. <laughs> oh, Don and David Waz. Oh, I wow. wanted it to be John, John, John so bad. Was. That would have been amazing. Hello, John Waz. What are you doing? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, just, Wah, I'm just. I'm just overproducing ever- this album.
1: I'm thinking that our next podcast, once we're done with
0: Boy Versus Dylan, we should
1: use stage dance and they should be Don and John Wa. I think so too. Don and John Wa. We have to decide to, to pronounce it without the S
0: So do Don you and get do you get to be Don or do I get to be John or what do you think?
1: I don't know, I'm kinda of feeling like
0: a Don. You feel like I, feel like a good, I would love to be John Wah. I'm so glad we agree on this.
1: Okay, hey, always worked.
0: I'm okay. Like, oh. Alright, Don. It's
1: it's been decided. Alright, John. Tell us more <laughs> about nineteen ninety.
0: I'm gonna forget who's who. Right now. <laughs>
1: That's that will make it even better. <laughs> <If> we're completely <laughs> oh, inconsistent man. with which one of us is John and which
0: one of us is Don. So I I forgot to look up uh, Don <laughs> Don. Now I'm confused about who the guys actually are. Don and David Waz David. Okay. Don and David Waz I forgot to look up other records they've produced, but they were they were very slick. Um, and as as it turns out. Under the Red Sky is extremely overproduced Like wildly, uh-huh. oh, wildly yeah. overproduced And not in a fun way But more in just like a, a disappointing and strange way um, It features childlike nursery rhymes Carly
1: Simon He's got Carly Simon under his oh, belt baby. Bonnie Raitt The yep. B-52s yep. He's got an Iggy Pop That was right before Bob Dylan Okay. Elton John was right afterwards Okay. Bonnie Raitt Bob Seger Michelle Schacht yep. oh, Michelle Schacht the B-52s again, yeah. Roy Orbison, Willie Nelson, David Crosby, so he wasn't in with the like, the young hip crowd, oh, there's Rolling Stones, no, he was like, slicking up all of the old guys who wanted to come back, yep. Yep. Waylon Jennings, Brian Wilson, wow. Bob Dylan, oh, he he mixed uh, Bob Dylan's MTV Unplugged.
0: Oh, that's wonderful, thanks, Don.
1: Yeah, we have a bunch of those uh, A bunch of those same people keep coming back, the Rolling Stones can be one back over and over again. Okay. So there you go. Well, this makes and this... bare naked ladies, Jake, your favorite band ever.
0: Uh, I loathe bare naked ladies. Just kidding.
1: Uh I think by loathe you meant love more than love Don
0: I love it. That's what you meant In so fact, most. this is now Bare Naked versus Ladies, a new podcast <laughs> where Bare Naked Ladies Wah, wins. And this is John Wah. Every and here we time. Go. <laughs> I'm Don, this is John, or is it Don? Don? Wah.
1: I'm Don John and this is Wah John. <laughs> One John Don. This is
0: One John Dodd and this is Don John One. Here we are.
1: Van Morrison and John Mayer in the same year. Oh wow. he's
0: got going on. Wow, he's really
1: multiple, multiple Ziggy Marleys.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Stone
1: Temple pilots.
0: He's the best Marley, I think. STP. He... STP. STP, L- STP yeah. Latter day. Cool
1: Medicine show. Yeah. Chris Christofferson. Uh, oh yeah.
0: Oh, all, like, all the Lee greats. Dawson. All the grits <laughs> <laughs> Ziggy Marley, oh Curtis
1: Brooks, oh, there's another Amy Pop. Oh yeah, he's all over. He's all over Jake. All right, hey, you this know, is what? just Don Wa. I did not look up David Waugh
0: Well, I think I think he was. Person. I don't think David. I don't know if he did like mixing or something, but I don't know if they were a package deal or what.
1: together. I don't know. So looking. he's really,
0: anyway. he's really kind of a super producer, as it turns out.
1: Yeah, that's a lot of big people. Not go. on their big albums, but there's a lot of big people
0: there. Yes. <laughs> Good point. This was not a big album uh, by Girls. Mr. Dylan. So, um, as I said, it it features some childlike nursery rhymes. It was dedicated uh-huh. to, quote, Gabby Goo Goo, end quote. I'm
1: going to assume uh, that Gabby Goo is a friend of Count Smokey <laughs> we say that the
0: other no I'll tell you who Gabby up in media. I'll tell you who Gabby Gugu was It was the daughter that Dylan had that no one knew about at the time
1: Oh Oh The Sorted Secret Family The
0: Sorted Secret Family which came out in 2001 Um so It wasn't until 2001? Oh man Yeah really so good. she was four at the time And no one knew <laughs> okay. about her But he dedicated the album to her anyway So, so people.
1: was 15 before ever anyone even knew she existed?
0: Yeah that's crazy. Besides, besides her mother, happen? besides her mom, I'm assuming, well, yeah, mom, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and also
0: her dad, although he never told anybody about it.
1: Uh-huh. It's, it's, you know, debatable whether Bob knew about her.
0: Results, <laughs> except, <laughs> for, have-
1: except for the casual mention in the, you know, in the notes for
0: the <laughs> Every year on his taxes, they were, he was like, I own a home in California? Why? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah, secret family. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone, press.
1: I mean, I gotta give them a little credit for keeping that thing secret. That's gotta yeah. be just a nightmare for any public figure to tell, like, their kid's hounded by the
0: press. Well, for sure. for sure. For I, sure. I can't help but wonder if it was, like, a prison of sadness, though, for them.
1: Yeah, that's hard to say.
0: It's hard to say. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? You know what? Someone probably does know, but I don't know who those people are, so. Well, Gabby uh, Gugu, or whatever her name is. Gabby Gugu. Hey, Gabby. She knows. Hey, G. She knows. GGG. G- G-
1: She's gonna be like,
0: you know, in her thirties now. Yeah, yeah. She was four at the time, so yeah. Um, so people, people sort of uh, ended up wondering if this album was written for her, you know, since some of them were really sort of childish and what have you, uh, sort of like nursery rhymes. But not all of them, by any, by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I just want to point out, I'll do a little, a little lyrical analysis for you here. So we have to talk about the song "Wiggle, Wiggle," which I played for our family. <laughs>
1: Which occasionally Gets stuck in my head like Oh you
0: know my me. gosh It's the worst
1: The other song I had stuck in my head For at least two weeks Yeah Is uh, by the Wallflowers Jake
0: Oh 6th Avenue Heartache
1: No it's the One Headlight One, one. Headlight <laughs> I one love floor. that song one, I think it was playing At uh, Target or something Yeah or some, You know gas station, Somewhere where I was that
0: You know what I've noticed
1: It just latched on And it won't let go
0: I've noticed that now when I'm in um, a grocery store, or I'm in Goodwill, or I'm in a yeah. in, in a mass you know a mass amount of people. Um, the thing that they're now playing is '90s songs instead of '80s songs.
1: You know, Claudia noticed that a local radio station, a local oldies station, is now playing
0: in the mm-hmm. '90s. Mm-hmm.
1: And I went like, "What? Well, that doesn't make any sense." Right. In the '80s, when I was growing up, they were playing stuff from the '60s. Oh yeah. wait, okay, here, I got it. I got it. I understand now.
0: I get it now. Yeah, it's the I'm twenty confused. years.
1: I'm confused by this. We're
0: almost thirty years away from 1990, which blows my mind.
1: Yeah, which means uh, the 2000s are gonna start showing
0: up the old station not Yeah, know. that's true. That's true. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm so old. oh gosh, I'm oh. 38 years old. This is terrible. Oh. All right, Chaz. How about we? I'm only
1: 36. It's slightly, it's slightly better. <laughs> All right, go on.
0: You're such We're
1: a in more tangent mode than usual. This this episode. I
0: know, and it's bad because we actually have stuff to talk about this time. I know. Okay, let's talk about Wiggle Wiggle. Uh, Wait, wiggle Wiggle, I'm Wiggle Wiggle, quickly, about quickly. Okay, so here is the, um, here's the critic. His name is Humphreys. What's his, what's his first name?
1: I don't know.
0: Oh, my gosh. Remember? What's his name? Remember? Oh, Patrick Humphreys. Uh, here he is speaking for all of humanity about the song Wiggle Wiggle. Okay. Quote, then there's Wiggle Wiggle. Worse than anything Dylan has ever recorded. Maybe not that bad, but certainly up there, jostling for a position in that particular part of hell, where the jukebox plays nothing but Joey from desire and had a dream about you, baby, from down in the groove. Wiggle Wiggle was one of the critics jumped on, particularly the line, Wiggle Wiggle like a bowl of soup, which was taken as proof positive that Dylan had lost it. Definitely. Permanently. (laughs) Irrecoverably. It was hard to disagree. It is hard to reconcile such a line with the man who wrote Desolation Row. Of course, you can't get Hamlet or Like a Rolling Stone every time out of the traps. But wiggle wiggle? End quote. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Humphreys. Oh, he says what we're all thinking. He's Hey, he says what we're all thinking. So... This was supposedly one of the children's songs. It was completely incomprehensible, wiggly, oh, yeah. wiggling like a bowl of soup. Um, soup does not wiggle. But here's what we, one of, what's
1: going on here? But
0: here's one of the lines, and you tell me if a child would ever want to hear this line. It says, Wiggle <laughs> wiggle while you're high, wiggle till you're higher, wiggle till you vomit fire. <laughs> uh, that's all I talked
1: about as a kid. I don't know. At all. Do you remember I was talking about vomiting fire while
0: I was high? <laughs> Well, you wiggled until you vomited fire. But when you I never, was four years old. You never talked about it. You just did it. It was disturbing. I just did it, <laughs> it was like, what? Oh, Charlie's vomiting fire again. No. Stop him from wiggling. Oh. <laughs> For God's sake, stop wiggling. Stop wiggling. <laughs> oh, you wiggle wiggled. You're way into Oh, you're on the ceiling. You're high and higher. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, man. It's yeah, terrible. It's uh, okay, now I wanted to play a game with you, but then I decided just to list all the names because this is crazy. Okay, let's go. So this is the only Bob Dylan album that features this sort of late '80s, early '90s um, sort of superstar cameo thing that was going okay. on amongst the white yeah. rockers of the you know of the time period. There was kind of a it wasn't it wasn't a super group or anything like that. It was just people stopping by to like tickle the ivories on some on Bob Dylan's songs or whatever. So these were okay, all, all right. these were all handpicked by Don and David Woz. Dylan had no <laughs> he had no input into this, and I don't know if he appreciated this or if he didn't like it or if Did he, he was, know
1: they, did, did he know
0: who they all were? He, I assume that he knew who many of these people were. <laughs>
1: Uh, that is a very real possibility. He just thought they were such.
0: There's there's an anecdote about a, a shared friend that we have that I'll share in just a minute. But let okay. me just let me just share the names All that are right. credited, credited in this album. Okay, George Harrison, no big surprise yeah, okay. there. Okay, David. I think
1: he knows who George Harrison is. Yes,
0: they are they are friends purportedly. <laughs> uh, David Crosby of Crosby, okay. Stills and Nash. He sings like, and I I want to put this I want to put this in a respectful way because David Crosby is pretty amazing. He sings just like a woman, uh, on this album, like in a backup capacity. He sounds like a lady. <laughs> okay. Well, okay.
1: I mean, he's a great I'm kind singer.
0: I am too. Him. Okay. Uh, Bruce Hornsby, who was who okay. was who was big at the time. Uh, Al Cooper, who we talked about, the organist who played. He was one of Bob Dylan's ten best collaborators, as outlined okay. by me.
1: Not Alice Cooper.
0: Not um, Alice Cooper. This is Al Cooper that with the K. More uh, he thought the recording sessions for Down in the Groove, which he also played on, or was it Knocked Out Loaded? He thought they were the worst thing he'd ever done, but he decided to come back for another go round. <laughs> like, made something worse. It's like let me get back, let me get back in there. All right, we also have a Slash from Yeah, a contemporary yeah a contemporary model. A lot of tasty licks, I got to tell you. Okay, we have a brother combination who you know half of. That's uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan and Ow. Jimmy Vaughan. Both guitar players, okay. members of the, the early 90s outfit brother super group called... Uh, uh, oh, I'm forgetting. I just had it.
1: Oh,
0: Jake. Oh my gosh, my brain! I was seriously just thinking about it.
1: I'm I'm looking it up for you, okay?
0: Oh, I, I feel so bad do. for everyone, but mostly me.
1: It's it's Bowie or it's Dylan's date, or it can be yours too. It's oh, okay. It's all right.
0: It's happening right now.
1: It's all right. Let's see here.
0: Oh, I'm gonna Let's think of it before see. you look it up. I'm gonna think of it. Not
1: double trouble.
0: Oh, it double is trouble. double trouble. It's double. Oh, trouble. Well, that
1: was that was this original group.
0: It's what? From the late seventies, they started. That's where. But we discovered him was when he was in double trouble. Oh, well, they brought it back, because they were brothers. Okay, good for them. Okay, and the last name I have to share with you... um, Oh, the anecdote about the Vaughns is that uh, uh, Bob Dylan walked right past Steve Ray Vaughn, did not know who he was at all. Uh Uh-huh. He was famous by this point, too. He died later that year. Well, yeah, he was pretty famous famous by then. Yep, and then uh, Elton John plays on this album, chess. Hey,
1: well, like, half of those people were... Before or later produced by uh, The Wall
0: Brothers Correct, which I just sort of realized as you were saying that
1: Yeah
0: Okay, can we stop talking about Under the Red Sky Oh, it debuted at number 38 in the US And number 13 in the UK It featured uh, One single called Unbelievable Which is just god awful It's just (laughs) bad. I I don't even know if we made it yet It's
1: unbelievably
0: bad it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. pretty much how it goes. Uh he released he released a single uh called Most of the Time, which was from O oh Mercy. Um, he re-recorded it on a soundstage and had his son, Jesse Dillon, who became a director later. Uh, okay. Not Jacob Dylan. Not Jacob Dylan, sweet, Let's not. it was
1: a sweet, sweet. No, he was
0: just thinking singing one
1: headlight in my head over and over again for the last two
0: one weeks. Um. Uh, so it was directed by Jesse Dylan. He he did the song live on the on the stage. So most of the time It's a Dylan, a modern Dylan classic. I Love that song. Uh, most people do. It was featured on the High Fidelity soundtrack in a very nice, all right, nice one. But he re-recorded it, and he just it made it
1: stink. Did he make it stink? It it's, made it it's
0: it's me. sort of it stinks. That right? It sort of it st- sort of stinks. <laughs> Not a my nose easy. wasn't all
1: plugged up. I would be like wafting my hand in front of it, to trying to get the stink away from my nose. So well, you can't smell it. I can't it. smell anything,
0: so it's it's fine. You can't it's smell. Cold. You can probably you smell. You walked all... right
1: over my way, and I won't even know.
0: You can smell under the red sky, no matter what your condition. Oh yeah.
1: Well, that I still smell.
0: Oh it's baby, in there. that Bula Just base. That Bula base has gone bad. <laughs> Rancid and moldy Alright We have a little Movie corner For Bob Dylan <laughs> Movie corner Movie corner a, a he, was episode, in a, it? he was in a Terrible uh, Disaster of a movie A, a, a famous flop Thanks, Called It was called Catch Fire At first It was directed By Dennis Hopper It featured Jodie Foster Vincent Price Who maybe Dylan <laughs> Met and was Wait, like I want to look like You, you one the day diff- could you even tell the difference between them? Well, this is too early. If it was ten okay. years later, oh yeah, no way. <laughs> no way, they would have been the same person by then. Uh, okay. Charlie Sheen, Joe Pesci, and one, Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan plays a, <gasps> a highfalutin welder. He's like an art, he's an artist, which he ended up doing okay. in real life, if you'll recall. Yeah. Uh, so this there's this. Con- yeah, gates,
1: gates mostly.
0: Yeah, mostly I mean, big gates. Remember, mostly it's mostly gates. gates. It's a gate yeah. filled. Yeah, lot, lots of gates. It's a gate filled gates. Uh, it's a really weird convoluted plot. Um, let me give you let me give you just the um, just the trailer like I did last time for Dylan's movie. Uh, this, yeah, okay, let me okay, let's it doesn't, do it. It won't take long. Here's how it goes. Just think of some some shredding guitar music in the back and some synthesizers and stuff like it's that. Shredding.
1: Okay, and really picture brand.
0: Dennis Hopper looking way too old to have any interest at all in Jodie Foster. Um, and also yep. Jodie Foster. And here it goes. A witness to a murder, and the man hired to kill her, have just found something to live for. They found each other. <laughs> I
1: was waiting for the each other. I was really yeah. hoping it was going to be each other. It was. <laughs> he's, uh, uh, he's supposed it's to... A as, it's a story as old as time, Jake. <laughs> he's Get supposed... Man. And the person he's supposed to kill Fall in love Against the odds You know What are you Shh.
0: gonna do And he's like 80 years older that's than her That's how you would that right Yeah that's exactly how we met I, I was f- <laughs> 50 years older than her And I was directing a movie
1: um, <laughs> You were hired to murder her To yep. kill her
0: And then I took I took one look at her And I was like I can't murder her I'm in love with her
1: Oh yeah Well yeah. I'm glad you found something To, to prop you up and you're, Hey thanks age, man
0: I It's all like It's the best I could do really <laughs> Being a hitman and all. <laughs> I'm
1: glad you put that left that light behind you.
0: So Jodie Foster plays like a, an artist, like a real highfalutin artist. Yeah. And yeah. she accidentally witnesses the murder of a mob uh, person. And as one does. As one does when they're an artist. That yep. always happens. Yep. Sure, sure. So Dennis Hopper's yeah. hired to kill her, but he gets googly eyes for her, and somehow she falls in love yeah. with him as well.
1: For
0: some reason Bob That's Dylan That's the more confusing part Bob Dylan, yeah I don't think it worked out very well They had to um, Before they released it on video They had to change the name They changed it to Backtrack So I think the, the production wasn't Wasn't uh, very happy <laughs> uh, Dennis Hopper yeah. disowns the entire thing He also released a four hour director's cut At some point What? Yes,
1: baby Did you, did you watch it, James? I watched it and, to, and why
0: not? I watched it twice in a row and I let just me tell you,
1: in sick for work one day and watched the
0: even better the second time, friend. <laughs> even better. Oh. So Bob Dylan actually um, uh, is not that bad in it. He's in it for about thirty. Se- <laughs> he's in it for about thirty seconds. That's probably why. Okay, so
1: just
0: a cameo. Uh, Dennis Hopper comes to ask him where Jodie Foster is, and he's like, "I don't know. I haven't seen her in a while." And he's like, "Can I get back to doing my art now?" Pretty much. And then he's like. <laughs> <laughs> he just goes away I don't know Dennis Sopper okay, What him. was he doing? He was like Welding and cutting apart Like metal
1: Oh Because he was making
0: gates He was making He was making mostly gates
1: Mostly gates
0: Mostly gates Okay so that was Movie Corner Now it's time To talk about The Traveling Wilburys Chaz
1: Man I am like Just gonna breeze Through my stuff Because we are Flying On um, this episode It's gonna be a long one It's good Well
0: we're only 30 We're here. only 30 minutes in
1: uh, this, is yeah, my, right.
0: this is my last thing This is my last thing Once not okay, you right. settle down I'm not, I'm not
1: complaining I'm just saying
0: it Chaz if you want to quit the podcast Go ahead I can right, film I'm it the See you later Bye Okay bye Okay so uh, On this episode of Dylan versus Dylan We got ourselves some <laughs> <laughs> Some Traveling Wilburys talk This is Traveling Wilburys corner time well. Oh hey and... Hey Don <laughs> You're back <laughs> You I couldn't stay away. Oh, I missed you, Don I missed you so I meant to
1: so kill much. you
0: But I think I met a father in love with you <laughs> You better go ask Bob Dylan where I am <laughs>
1: He's got gates to make, okay? Oh. You know, just lay off him,
0: okay? You know what? He doesn't have time for your <laughs> dumb questions <laughs> Then who does, Jake? Who does? They found each other It's <laughs> so bad Okay <laughs> So I want to just tell you, before we do the points on, um, on Traveling Wilburys, I'm just, I'm just, in general, yeah. I'm, I'm mad at the Traveling Wilburys right now. And I'll tell you why. Because when I was thinking about Dylan's worst year, and, and as, yeah. we, as you stated last time, when, when you want it to be the worst year, you want it to be the worst year. Like, you want it to stink. You don't even want good
1: stuff. You, you do want to see how low it can go. No. You know? I was a little disappointed that he, I don't think Bowie got any positive points, but he had a zero in there somewhere.
0: Right. Exactly. I was like exactly. a little
1: disappointed he even managed a zero. I, was, I wanted those, all those singles to be negative one. And he, see how far we go. We sh- got down to a negative seven, which is pretty impressive. Oh, that's very impressive. Gone lower. That's
0: bad. But here's the shame of it, Chaz, because Dylan's going to get, and I won't I won't give it away, but Dylan's going to get up some positive points for his work in the Traveling Blueberries. Oh, man. So not say that
1: for, for 1991, <clears throat> you know?
0: Come on. I know. Why don't you stick it over there, man? Why well, do you got to Put it on your worst year uh, He blamed the badness Of Under the Red Sky On the demands That he was undergoing With Traveling Wilburys though So okay, that's kind of well, cool Way to go Yeah that's cool
1: Yeah well,
0: good one So one of the One of the, the better things Made the other thing worse I guess So that's cool Okay So, <laughs> so we'll probably even Without, it. without so getting So
1: the, the proper album Might have been better on that
0: we I exactly don't know Let's Let's not get ahead Of ourselves Shall we Shall we not uh, so, without going into the, 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 intense history of the Traveling Wilburys, who are a super successful super group formed in 1988, featuring, at the time, George Harrison, Jeff Lynn, yeah. Tom Petty, yeah. Bob Dylan, yeah. and Roy Orbison.
1: I heard of one of those guys.
0: You heard of one of them guys. That was Roy just, Orbison. Just one. Just. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it that one that I actually haven't heard of. There's one <laughs> that I haven't heard
0: of. Jeff Lynn. That you was the
1: heard.
0: one I heard of. What's up? Jeff Lynn you haven't heard of. Yeah,
1: I haven't heard of that guy. What's yeah. that guy from?
0: Electric Light Orchestra. Oh, okay. Also, incidentally, the MVP, pretty much, of the Traveling Wilburys, because he produced he produced the albums and they sound great. Okay. Uh,
1: Nice one. So, in between, I've already forgotten.
0: In between their first album, which was called Traveling Wilburys Volume One, and their second Uh album, which get this, is called Traveling Wilburys Volume Three. Ha 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 ha. Is it really called? It really is. They didn't have a volume two. So that's that's clever. George Harrison George Harrison was drunk and he thought that was funny, I guess. They all went along with that it. that a good one? He's like, I want to call it Traveling with Aries Volume 3. Does he talk like that? Did, did, did that happen? They're, <laughs> they're all from Liverpool. So yes.
1: Does anyone from Liverpool sound like? That? Yeah. Okay, all right, you, you just
0: go up. Well, as you'll note, Chaz, I'm from Liverpool. You should know that. I was born there.
1: There's a lot of
0: hitmen coming out of Liverpool. A lot of hitmen slash highfalutin artists coming out of Liverpool slash all four Beatles. Um, so the reason the reason I'm mad is because this album is not as good as the first volume, but is 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 good. It's like okay. really fun to listen to, and I'll I'll talk about it just slightly more when we get to the points. Yep. Um, in between volume one and volume three, uh, Roy Orbison had passed. So they decided to keep going. Yeah, they decided to keep going, um, but they all gave themselves different names. They were all, their names were all Wilbury at the end, and I don't I don't remember what they used to be. But um, wow, sorry folks at home. Bless you, sir. Yeah. Um, What did they call themselves? Okay, Bob called himself Boo Wilbury on this one. Jeff Lynn was Clayton Wilbury. George Harrison was Spike Wilbury, and Tom Petty was Muddy Wilbury. They all had different Wheelberry names on volume one.
1: Nice one, yep. Yeah, that, yeah. Like they were just a whole bunch of brother, brothers. Anywho, just out there hitting the road.
0: Anywho, they uh, they were not as successful this time around. The first volume sold like five million copies around the world, or something. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like it was for real, like popular. Yeah. This one was not quite as well received, but I, as I said, I I listened to it um, in the car. Just hoping to lampoon it and write down a whole bunch of bad stuff about how much it sucked uh-huh. and It just, it was it didn't suck, Chaz, I'm sorry
1: Oh, it is, it's a little disappointing It was
0: an enjoyable listen and now I'm mad about it <laughs> How dare you I know And so with that, Chaz, I'm going to chuck it on over to you to see what David Bowie was doing in 1990
1: Alright, well, what David Bowie was doing in 1990 was being David Bowie Oh you're you're aware of a little something I like to call a tin machine, Jake, right?
0: Oh, that sounds vaguely familiar, Chaz.
1: Tin machine started in 89 and stopped in 92. But Bowie took a hiatus from tin machine in 1990, for basically
0: all of 1990. Well, that was
1: a smart Uh, move. So the whole idea with Tim Machine was, you know, for those who didn't listen to the 89 episode, was uh, Bowie joined a band. He like, got, got the guys together, and the whole idea was he wasn't being David Bowie, he's just a member of a band. Yeah. And that was an interesting idea-ish, and didn't wor- and it wasn't that great. But in 1990, he stopped being a tin machine for a little while, and he was just David Bowie again yeah. for a giant Greatest
0: Hits extravaganza, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. which is exactly what you do when you're trying to start a new identity
1: and just be somebody different and be part of band. You, you skip the band for a while <laughs> and do a gigantic, your biggest tour ever, touring all of the Greatest Hits.
0: You're like, guys, right. I'm leaving the commune. See you later. <laughs> Pick up some beer on the way home. I hate you. See you later.
1: So there's parts of this. The biggest part of this is was a huge reissue campaign for him of all right. of his albums, and uh, you know a lot of this is like I, some of them. I don't know if all of them or most of them. I don't know where we're at with CDs. If it's stuff had to come out on CD or not before then, I think it had. But his Probably. contract was up. He signed a new contract with Ryko Disc, who were nobody at the time. Yeah, they this tiny little like nobody outfit of always like hey. I'm gonna sign with these guys because they love and care for stuff, and they are not going to be a big, giant, soulless corporation that will destroy me. Ooh. I don't know why I ended up leaving Record This because he seemed happy with them at least for a while.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So notably, he from it started in '89 actually, but I missed it in '89, so we're just you know talking about it now. But mostly it was 1990 was re all these albums. Um, there was a big box set called Sound and Vision, but Sound. The end was a plus sign, which of was important because it was the name of everything for all of us. And that was the name of the, the reissue. You know, there was a big deluxe box that came out in eighty nine with some, re- some uh, unreleased tracks and rare tracks. And then, notably, all the albums from sixty nine to nineteen eighty, his golden years, were re released with bonus tracks,
0: Ooh.
1: except for *Aladdin Train*. *Aladdin Sane which came with no bonus tracks. Oh, weird. I don't know why, because, you know, he had 13 studio albums and two live albums, all of which came with bonus tracks, except, except for Aladdin Sane.
0: Well, that sounds Aladdin insane to me.
1: Aladdin insane? <laughs>
0: Aladdin insane, uh.
1: Which was apparently the joke, that's apparently why I came that name from. Anyway, uh, notable for this, a lot of them, there were a lot of the rare tracks stuck on the ends of these discs. Um... There were a lot of B-sides and rare stuff, but also notably, there were 30-ish, about well, 30 never previously released tracks Ooh, on any format, any time. 30? And like, we're talking like, we're not talking like different mixes or, you know, uh, different edits or something like <laughs> that. So we're talking about completely never released songs or completely different recordings of songs that have been released.
0: Oh, that's tasty. This is like pretty that's awesome. tasty. But
1: the thing is, most of these tracks have still never come out in any other format. Hmm. Like we, as the collective Bowie audience, who've moved on, you know, I've got a few of the Ryko discs when I was first buying up all the Bowie albums. You know, you basically got them in the '80s version or the 1990 version, which is Ryko disc, yeah, or the like 2000 version, which was like EMI, whatever his company was after that. Right. The EMI ones had better sound, in my opinion, but not as you know, no bonus tracks, so you never know what you're going to get. But I have never. I, were just waiting, I just want a compilation of all those tracks. Because there's been some debate over whether they were all actually uh, from the time period he them really?
0: or not. Yeah, Ooh, controversy corner. A little spicy. A little controversy. I mean, corner. some people
1: are not positive that they actually, you know, were recorded or not entirely. It sounds like some of them were, you know, more or less finished in 1990 when he put them together. I mean, notably, uh, one of the tracks from Heroes is named uh iman's last name which he didn't know iman in 1977 <laughs> he knew her in 1990 oh. so at the very least he was he could have been you know just untitled but there's definitely some work has gone out and some bad remixes came out and all that we'll get to that a little sure bit more sure later sure
0: on. of course
1: but we got that so in promotion of this for his first and maybe only time he went on a tour that was not in support of an album He went on a tour in support of this reissue campaign instead
0: Yeah, great, good
1: It was called the Sound and Vision Tour That being a plus sign chick
0: (laughs) They didn't spell it out Is what you're trying to tell me
1: And it's a giant, huge, big, fat, greatest hits tour
0: Now wait a second, hold on on a second Yeah, yeah So did he vow when he started Tin Machine to, To kill all of his oldies and stuff Or was that earlier? No, he
1: vowed it with this tour
0: Oh, this was, oh, I see. This was the end all. This was the end all be all. I get it.
1: The next next bullet point is intended to retire his hits.
0: Got it. I jumped the gun gun on that. I apologize. Get off my back. I apologize.
1: So, let's pretend Jake did not so rudely interrupt. Bowie intended to retire his hits (laughs) on this tour. So, this is kind of like him trying to put his troublesome legacy to bed, Jake. Yeah. And he kind of did, like, he just, as he wasn't saying he would never play any old songs again. He was saying he was going to put to bed like his you know 15 20 biggest hits.
0: So wait. And that was it. What what about his legacy at that point was troublesome? What what was he trying to put to bed?
1: Well, I think he was a, he, he you know, he'd spiraled into a, you know, well, downward spiral throughout the 80s, you know. Yeah, sure. Right on down just As it we worse all worse did. Music. <laughs> I don't know. I was on the way up in I, I, I,
0: <laughs> I was people. really on the rise. <laughs>
1: Um, and so I think he was just getting sick of people, like, he was getting sick of just having to play like the hits all over and over again, you know, that shut up and play the hits stuff. Like, he didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. He wanted to be able to move forward as an artist was his goal. Yeah. And so he tried to do that with Tin Machine. He was continuing to try to. And I think that was part of this, was like, okay, let's, let's close this chapter and not have this to rely on, not be able to like, go back to this, but force myself to go forward. He was being less confident as a songwriter. Yeah, he had his bigger comeback in 1993, post Tin Machine, when he actually started getting better again, rather than just being crappy. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: and so I think that was the idea he had it. He just didn't want to do it, and he kept with it for a while. He had intended to, like he said at the time, he wasn't going to do it at all. Like he wasn't going to bring hits back. He did bring him back, but for about ten years he did not play hits, or barely played any hits Well, that's whatsoever.
0: pretty, that's admirable, I guess. It's
1: kind of admirable, I mean, I'm sure it was super frustrating to, you know, people who went to his concerts in the 90s, but, yeah, you gotta be like, from an artistic standpoint, you gotta give it a little bit of, a little, yeah. little credit, you know, he's a his 40s, Dylan wanted to do this,
0: that, so. he never, he never quite was able to, except in this, okay. the late 60s.
1: Yeah, you can't, I, I mean, it's a hard thing to do, you know, when you're, when you're stuck with this, I mean, he's not a one-hit wonder, obviously, like, that, no. those guys that are, you know Wallflower's gotta play Every You know They're two hits well, Every single show They play in the They're already
0: life, you know? They're already At the casinos They're, they're Oh doing I the know they are something. Oh I know
1: they are I think they get At least open For the Never any Tour I don't know
0: They're at a casino Near you Right now <laughs> I'm sure they
1: are <laughs> <laughs> uh, So Bowie's The set list For this Was partially decided By a call-in number
0: Oh I love a 1- this There was
1: a 900 call-in number Where people could call in And say what songs They wanted Yeah So from America, the top three picks were Fame, Let's Dance, and Changes. In Europe, the top two picks were Heroes and Blue G. And I don't have information for anywhere else. But you know, there's everywhere. Great. Um, I, well, I do want the people at home to know that I called this 1-900 number, just out of curiosity. You did just
0: now? like I did, I called, last it, week? I called
1: it. I called well, it in preparing for this episode.
0: Okay. What and happened?
1: There's nothing there. Nothing at all. I'm sorry. Oh. I was hoping this would be like, a really good story. I was sitting there going like, oh man, I hope it's like... I mean I kind of hope Like it's you know A sex calling number Or something Like just Just for the story You know And I would just hang up Really quick and be embarrassed And hope that they didn't Somehow get my phone number now Or start sending me stuff In the mail And I'd be worried about it For months afterwards Like it was one of a good story
0: I was kind of hoping That Ryko Disc was still around And they'd like They'd, they'd harass you all the time For To, to try to sell you uh, Bowie albums From 1990
1: <laughs> Well I would I would take them You know <laughs> You'd, you'd be into it. that That would be great I'd be love. My, my, my real hope was that This number would still Just be sitting there
0: You know yeah. I it's always thought
1: r- I didn't write down the number It's like one bowie 90 Or something like that Yeah So it must have been A special number Because it was one digit Too long so they I, they must have arranged something. Anyway, there's
0: nothing there. Weird.
1: Sorry, everybody. Man. Not a good story. Bummer. Could have been, but it didn't happen.
0: I'm glad you told it anyway, though, because it's really exciting.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I couldn't just leave that on the floor. Super exciting. <laughs> <a
0: story>, <laughs> no. It no. could have been
1: so great that I had to share it even though it wasn't.
0: That's gold, baby. Gold. It's,
1: it was going to be gold, and even though it wasn't, it was going to be.
0: It turned into uh, a ten.
1: A notable thing about I'm the sure. call also is that. Jake our old friend The Laughing Gnome yeah. You may have mentioned this In a previous episode
0: You have You have But the NME
1: Started up a campaign <laughs> To try to get The Laughing Gnome
0: oh, included NME. in the sets. Cheeky
1: So the their sense. campaign Was called of course Just Say Gnome
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And they were encouraging Their readers to, uh, to call in And ask for The Laughing Gnome uh, There were enough people Calling in That it did become A significant One You know A significant Like Thing up there And Bowie was going to play it He was going to do it why he, didn't he? He saw the list. And he was ready to do it. He was going to do it like the Underground, which sounds—I don't even know how that would work. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, what like, that? I'm so morbidly curious about this. I oh, wish it had happened. I Can't believe he didn't do it. And then he found out that it was all just an NME uh, campaign, and he refused.
0: Oh,
1: he didn't play it. I know. I I wish. I mean, that's like. Come on! I feel yeah, like that's it something. It would have been awful anyway. But I'm really curious about this.
0: I feel like that's something that he would have appreciated—that somebody like pranked him and did took yeah, all that, yeah, 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 Did all that exactly. work just to get him to play it? I mean, he could have just played it once at least, for Pete's sake.
1: Yeah, I mean, as far as I know, he's never played it live ever, so I don't know how he would, but you know, especially like the Velvet Underground—that's kind of crazy talk. Sounds great, though.
0: <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> I don't even know all what right, that. Jake, means. you
1: were talking about Dylan's tour being stripped down. It was just him and three other guys, it right? down.
0: No Two other guys. It was th-
1: two other, what? three, like including three?
0: him. I told you it was stripped oh. down.
1: I I thought it was Slightly less stripped down I thought it was him And three guys
0: No It was three included Okay well
1: For Bowie This is super stripped down It's him and four guys Um,
0: But
1: considering How many freaking people Were on his last Solo tour Which was Glass Spider Which Ah, we talked about Bring it all back
0: home Where there were like
1: Fifteen people on stage At any given time It was him And A guitar player And a bass player And a keyboardist And a drummer And he played some guitar too Nice For him that's like Really tiny band for yeah, tour. You know, he sure. He goes big. And so this was an interesting, and I feel like it's kind of an echo of Tim Machine. Tim Machine really was only four guys. Yeah. Because they didn't have any bad keyboards. Well, I think Stripped they did sometimes. Anyway. Down. But their official band was, you know, just the four of them with Bowie playing rhythm guitar much of the time. Um, so it's kind of an echo. He's still in that zone. He's still, like, trying to channel people like the Pixies and this more, you know, burgeoning grunge, grunge thing. He was sure. um, up aware of this early. And trying to do that.
0: Couldn't And so enough. the big
1: criticism of this is how thin it ended up sounding for him in, like, stadium tours and
0: right, stuff. Right, You know, okay.
1: he's doing these gigantic shows and all of his greatest hits.
0: Right. And, you know. That is an odd choice. The majority of which
1: did not, you know, like, how do you do, I don't know, Life on Mars without a string section of some kind or something right. to do, you know. There's just, or he's doing these, uh, like, doing, like, Let's Dance and, uh, yeah. and these bigger, <laughs> glossier pop how, hits. Did, how did he
0: even do that?
1: Ashes to Ashes. I listen to Ashes to Ashes and it just sounds like, it's not there. There's not enough. You know. There's not enough sound. There's not enough stuff going on. To it do sounds ashes like to ashes.
0: it sounds like ashes to ashes, turn to ashes.
1: Yeah, in my mouth.
0: Ashes and it, my then mouth, it check. all fell down.
1: Sure. Yeah. All <laughs> that stuff you just said. Yeah. So I that agree. was the big criticism from uh, critics who you know the people who do criticism. Critics they are called. <laughs> it was thin sounding. Yeah. What they liked, though, of course, because for Bowie, it's never just about the music on tour. Or maybe never. not even primarily about the music much of the time. It's about the, the show and, you the, uh, know, the spectacle. So Bowie had these giant because he had learned his lesson from uh, Glass Spider, where he had uh, had all this stuff going on, on stage and nobody could figure out what was going on because they were at the back row of a stadium. Sure. And he was the red smudge in the middle, yeah. and everyone else was these other smudges. And they couldn't tell what's going on.
0: A well-dressed smudge.
1: So... He brought in some gigantic screens and projected video on them so that people way in the back could still see what's going on. Okay. This is super common for giant concert tours now. Yeah. But it wasn't when he was in the 1990. This was kind Ever of the, big deal.
0: the innovator, David That's Bowie. That's right.
1: You know our friend Bowie. And uh, he recorded some a bunch of videos for it, like, uniquely for the concert tour, particularly him dancing. With a, and it was like put together by a member of an early 90s contemporary dance troupe. And Jake, I have a, you can't possibly, you know, you're just going to guess blindly, but I wanted to bring this out anyway. (laughs) What? Is I got a multiple choice question for you here. Yay. What early 90s
0: contemporary dance troupe did he work with? Okay. Was it
1: a motion house?
0: Wait, wait, what, what did you just say to me?
1: I want to know which I want you to guess
0: Yeah I know what, what was the first What was the first guess I didn't hear it <laughs>
1: The first guess is Motion, motion house
0: Motion house Okay That's one word Great
1: Number two Sense dance <laughs> Also one word
0: These are awful Yes
1: These are all real ones By the way I did not make this any of this is
0: so them. bad Okay go ahead
1: Number three La 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 human steps I love that one Okay And number four Chunky move <laughs> Two words for Chunky Move Chunky Move is not one
0: word How words. could they not make it one word? I don't know I don't know They weren't thinking Alright well There's clearly no way For me to actually answer this With any Oh clearly
1: But it just was fun anyway Alright
0: so What was the third one?
1: La 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 Human Steps
0: Alright I wanna I wanna say that uh, La 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 Human Steps Is the answer
1: You're correct Whoa well done. Well done. Nice one Nice work
0: That's the best name Although Chunky That is the best name Clearly Chunky, chunky Moves makes me laugh But not in a good way <laughs> <laughs> That's a real dance troupe? Chunky Moves?
1: These are all, all these are real dance moves Not all of them were around in the 1990s Some of them formed later in the 90s But <laughs> these are all real, Jake I just oh, went for the, you know, the most entertaining names
0: Great, I love that question <laughs> I can't believe I got it right
1: With that said, I saw some video You know, of La Human Steps and They're pretty awesome Like, okay. I'm not, you know, a big, like, contemporary, modern, day. I don't know anything about dance But it was kind of awesome It was really like this Pulsing, and they had in particular you see Bowie dancing with uh, Louise Le Cavalier, who uh, is like this woman is buff, like she can do it. Yeah, she's ripped, and she's doing all these crazy moves and jumping over each other, and like I, it's it was awesome. I liked it, like good one, good one. Love all the human steps.
0: I just thought of a, uh, uh, I just thought of a, a show that they should do, you know, with with the Bowie estate permission. It should be called Cirque de Boley. What do you think of that?
1: <laughs> I think that was awful, I might ignore it. <laughs> hey, Jake, I'm gonna ignore that with a little tangent. This is a pre-planned tangent.
0: Oh, great. Are you
1: ready? Yeah. Are you ready?
0: Nope.
1: Let's talk for just a second about two live crew. <laughs> what? Nasty as, they want, nasty as they want to be.
0: <laughs> I did not see that coming. That's a true tangent, sir.
1: <laughs> That's right, yo. That's, That's a, a true strategy. tangent. So, I'll, I'll bring this back and why I mentioned it in the first place later on. Please. But, do you remember the cover of nasty as They want to be No right I certainly okay, I'm to you And okay. it'll pop up okay? I
0: certainly remember the controversy Surrounding the entire thing Oh film. very
1: controversial Yes It's got the four members Of Two Live Crew Yep All of them like They're just at the very bottom Of the screen Yep Or at the very bottom of the screen The bottom of the cover It's just their heads Okay And they're all wearing Like gold chains and stuff Sure And then Over them Are four Good looking ladies Yep in thong bikinis, Uh huh see them from behind with the butt cheeks hanging all out there. <laughs> sure, and uh, and their heads are like between the legs of the of the ladies.
0: Great. Okay, is
1: this, this sound familiar now?
0: <clears throat> I think it's as nasty as they wanted it to be. Yes.
1: When I looked it up, I was like, "Oh yeah, I've seen." that Yeah,
0: I think before, I think sure. now that you mentioned oh, yeah. it, yes, of course. Oh yeah, it was it was titillating well, at the time.
1: Notably, this was the first element in history to be labeled as legally obscene <laughs> in the state of Florida.
0: Oh, Florida And we right. had to
1: look up Because I was talking about This to my wife Who over-researches everything Yeah And she wanted to figure out What it took to be Considered legally obscene Uh-huh So legally obscene Means it's just like Goes against societal norms Like it's considered Indecent Bad But with no artistic merit Okay You can get away with anything so long as there's Some kind of artistic merit
0: Okay, but this now was it the cover or was it the album within or was the, it album, the whole thing the
1: album? I it was the music. Thought about sharing some of the titles to the songs, but I can't if we're going to keep. You can't this, even like hey, you can't. We're going keep this guy guy PG. I can't even share most of the titles. To the you song.
0: can't even say it out loud.
1: Just you know they're very horribly sexually charged,
0: inappropriate.
1: <laughs> inappropriate. Got it. Okay. Okay. So um, anyway, it was yeah, and then like two of the members were arrested. After they performed at a sex club, yeah, which I is just that. weird in itself.
0: I remember that. I
1: don't know what's going on with this. I didn't. I, I only went so far, and then I stopped. <laughs> anyway, Bowie uh, in one of his one of his uh, concerts, he stopped in the middle of playing. I believe his Young Americans to uh, talk to the audience about how he had bought a copy of Nasty As mm. They
0: Want to Be. <laughs> fighting, it's like, fighting uh, censorship. It's not the
1: greatest album in the world, but as soon as I heard that it was uh, being censored, I bought it. Because anytime someone does like this, I'm gonna buy it. Okay. <laughs> so Bowie is still being—you know—we talked about him being socially conscious. He's still being socially conscious. Yeah, he's really even s- right in the middle of Young Americans.
0: He's just—he <laughs> couldn't even—he couldn't even finish Young Americans. He couldn't
1: even finish it. I don't know if he flashed—you know—flashed
0: the album exactly. up there
1: to show everybody, you
0: know, or he just talked but... Lay me down, the two live crew. Hit her! like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I
0: just love like that, that song. You know what? I'm gonna change. Two live crew. I'm going to change my uh, my my answer. My favorite Bowie track, I think, is Young Americans. It's not Modern Love anymore. Not, mo-
1: not, not no. Modern Love? It's modern young Love American is now. definitely okay. in the
0: top five, but I love... Okay. I used to make a game out of seeing if I could remember all the words to Young Americans back in high oh, school. Yeah? And impress nice people. Fun. Which no one is ever impressed by that, by the way.
1: I am kind of impressed, and I don't think I know all the lyrics to Young Americans.
0: I used Americans. to. I'm not saying now. It just no. goes
1: and goes and goes. There's a lot of lyrics I in do.
0: the song. I love that song. It's a good one.
1: He regularly live throughout his career would stick in like little snippets of other songs in the Young Americans. Oh, yeah. He did in the
0: half. Way to Bowie.
1: <laughs> also, the uh, edit of that is like, it edits out a minute of it or so in the middle of the song.
0: Oh, it just cuts out a you, whole bunch of it? Yeah,
1: you should just like listen to the edit sometime and you'll, you'll, you'll yeah, anyway.
0: I'm not gonna do that.
1: All right, I got uh, <laughs> two more things here. Okay. First one is, I was watching some interviews with Bowie because he's on a tour, so he did a few interviews and there wasn't a ton of stuff from '90. He was on, it was one interesting, one zesty little nugget mm. from a Dutch show called Countdown. Yeah. And they were asking him some questions, and he actually was, sometimes you, you can tell it's just these really stupid questions that he gets asked all the time. one seemed like a little more interesting, at least for the first half, and they're getting to some really interesting questions. He was circling around to different stuff. So um, I'm going to go and get the questionnaire. I'm just going to read his answer to this one, because... Well, if you listen carefully, Jagan, you may hear a mention to another important musician that you're aware of. Bob Dylan. And that you
0: care Go about. It. Got it.
1: Okay. Do you have any competitors? <laughs> I would yes. say that I, I stay out of it. I'd like to say that whether that's true or not, I don't know. I feel that, frankly, over the last 20 years or so, I'm pretty much my own man. I suppose it's very cheeky of me to put myself in the same light. But if I look at Bob Dylan, <gasps> he doesn't have a competition. He's just Bob Dylan. Whether you like him or don't like him, whether he does good stuff or bad stuff, he's still Bob Dylan. You don't compare him with anybody. It's not a competitive kind of thing. It's the same with the Stones. I know they create mock competitions with them with other bands that I've noticed in America. It's been happening. uh, But there's really no way they can compare the Stones with anybody. And I hope that I'm... I think I probably am in the same kind of position. I'm David Bowie. I'm either good or I'm a pile of... Well, you know, I'm accessible, and not accessible, I'm obscure. Very commercial I change all the time But I'm still me You know No I think that my answer is no I don't feel that I'm in a competition Wow Very astute <laughs> That was kind astute. of an interesting
0: thought That was astute Did
1: you, did you hear the, uh, the, the The famous musician there The Rolling Stones
0: Yeah I've heard about I've heard them I've heard of them Yeah uh, I've also heard I don't of, know
1: the other I don't know the other one that he was I've
0: heard but, of Bob you know. Dylan Uh
1: but I thought that was an interesting and absolutely true of both of our guys. I like, guess that they, is true. Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, they've compiled a uh, a body of work and a fame that is is special. You know, they're
1: just them. They're just like so uniquely. You can them, you can definitely part add of, part of the appeal for the two of us. You know,
0: right? And people have been chasing them ever since. Whenever. Right,
1: right. And so yeah, there's no like, even when both of our guys were being you know making crappy stuff. Right. Like they still come back and they're still them and they're still this unique place in music even when they're doing terrible things
0: right and people are so thanks. interested thanks, in what people are interested in what they're going to do no matter what how bad yeah. it is
1: yeah he also uh, notably made fun of uh new kids on the block at the same interview
0: oh he should have that's good yeah. for him.
1: oh it was good it way was good go. way to go way to go all right and finally we're going to do the year and here
0: hey all right my
1: favorite segment my favorite segment not my favorite segment but you know
0: it's, it's mine segment. it's mine
1: so Bowie is still like carrying on his whole look from Tin Machine, basically. Okay. He's got uh, slicked back hair with just a little bit poking forward, you know, kind of <laughs> falling forward. Know? I can see it. You know, like, but it's not. It's kind of okay. It kind of. I kind of liked it. He's looking a lot like uh, 1976 in the Thin White Duke. Actually, he doesn't have the colored hair or anything, but I, I, I give it a four. It's
0: a it's four. Whoa! It's a, good Whoa, one. It's good it's a one. four.
1: But I like to, you know, bring up also, like, the way he's dressing at the time, because he's wearing dark suits with white shirts. He's wearing vests. Okay. Also, Jake, uh, he's wearing, do you remember that that famed episode of Seinfeld?
0: The puffy shirt. In which? The puffy shirt. With the puffy shirt. Of course. The puffy shirt guy. How could I forget?
1: Bowie's totally wearing the puppy shirt Three years before that episode
0: Whoa The puppy shirt
1: Three years before Jerry says I don't want to be a pirate <laughs> Bowie's out there And he's being a pirate He's doing it He's got the frills and everything It's there but Way to Jake.
0: go Way to go Just Bo- waiting for him Bowie the this pirate how much
1: of a trendsetter he was
0: Wow He anticipated
1: a fake trend That didn't happen on a an American TV show From three yeah. years later
0: I can see him he's in that shirt Right now
1: Yeah the other thing I, I liked about the, all the, uh, like, this is stuff from the time, you know, the advertisements, whatever he's doing. This is a very, like, 1990 thing. So, Bowie's wearing suits. He's not wearing the puffy shirt usually in these ads. He's wearing, like, a normal shirt. Okay. Uh, but whenever he's standing there, he's standing there with, like, his hands on his belt buckle, mm. with like- his, arm, or his legs extremely far apart. <laughs> in his big baggy pants Are you picturing this, Jake?
0: Yeah, I guess so Totally a
1: 1990 thing And I don't know why and There's this like Really super wide stance
0: But his in hand... the baggy pants Now his thumbs are in the belt buckle Like a cowboy But he's standing No,
1: no They're just kind of like I can't you know, I can't tell They're just kind of in the middle it. It's, it's the, long, the, the wide stance That was really what Okay I sit there and go like oh, This is just a really 1990 thing Right
0: are there his, Are his pants backwards Like crisscross?
1: No, they're not backwards oh. But, you know, they could be
0: They should be Probably, I, yeah.
1: They probably should. Probably should be. They probably should be.
0: Yeah, come on. Pops.
1: Chris Cross would approve of that.
0: Chris Cross would be like, "That's my guy right there." Yeah, they would. They would. I think they really had a healthy respect for classic rockers. <laughs> or they didn't know who
1: Dimples was. Yeah, which also is possible. fine.
0: Which is fine. I mean, if you're into that sort All of right,
1: thing. All right, we're already an hour here. Jay. Yeah, we just, just passed. Roll up some points.
0: Let's roll up some points. All right, I got some. We, things. Already, know
1: who, we already know who's gonna win. But uh, uh, let's see how it all plays
0: out. The real winner here is Crisscross, as always. <laughs> as always, per usage, Crisscross <laughs> wins again. All right, let's talk about oh, the. Yeah. I'm going to talk about the singles first because I want to talk about the album. I'm going to close out with the album. Okay, all right. So let's do some singles here. So we got all most right. of the time, which is the the video directed by Jesse Dylan. It's a classic from the album, but it's a live version of it. And I just, you know, like, what are you doing? I mean, first of all, you're running on fumes from Omarisi, which I get because you didn't, that's your best album in a long time. Um, It looked like he was into the performance. It looked like he was kind of grooving on it and stuff like that. It sounds a little bit Uncanny Valley-ish, as we've talked about. But I don't think I can give it less than a zero. I think it's a zero. Okay, all right, it's listenable. It's listenable. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna describe the video. It had a a video that aired on MTV. Probably I don't know half a time before they pulled it right off the air. (laughs) Probably Ah. maybe a whole time from Unbelievable, which is a terrible song. I'll just let you know right now. It's a negative one. I don't need to even. I don't even need to think (laughs) about that. Um, But the video is really funny So Bob Dylan is a limo driver Okay Uh And he's driving around And um, so it cuts between him And this like really juicy hunk Of a man Like a young (laughs) Just a
1: Was it played by David Bowie?
0: Nope, not I'm at just, all. Just
1: asking for a friend.
0: It's just a it's a real sla It's a real snack. A real A Beefcake. A real a real beefcake. A real beefcake. And he's wandering around in his in his convertible, and he's looking uh, he's looking pensive, and like he did something <laughs> wrong. But then he ends uh, up he ends up in a in a bar or somewhere, and he sees uh, none other than the uh, hot at the time actress Molly Ringwald. You remember her? <laughs> oh, I do. She's from Pretty in Pink and <laughs> yeah, uh, the uh-huh. Breakfast Club. Yeah. And she's got that like kind of pageboy haircut that she had at the time.
1: Okay, yeah. She's
0: smoldering, just looking, looking like Molly Ringwald. Uh, and so they <laughs> they hook up, they get together, and yeah. um, you know, just as they have consummated their their relationship, um, she decides to take his keys from his limo or uh, his convertible, excuse me, and she uh, takes off in his car, Chaz. And he's like, "Nice one, Molly Ringwald." And he's like, "What?" Work. He doesn't know what to do because <laughs> we'll we'll he's. Hug. He's a big dumb hunk. He doesn't have a brain, apparently. <laughs> so he wanders outside of his hotel room where they had consummated their relationship. And who's there, Chaz? I'll give you one guess. Who's who's sitting outside in the limo? Another hunk. Nope. It's Bob Dylan. David.
1: Bo- oh, Bob it's Dylan. Bob Dylan. Nice.
0: He's still driving the limo. And get this. And this is where it gets interesting. And I'll 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 let you I'll let you interpret this as you will. Uh-huh. In the front seat of the limo, Bob Dylan gives him a a knowing look, and sitting there are the keys to his convertible, the Hunks convertible. Oh. <laughs> so, this leads me to a several conclusions, none of which make sense. One uh-huh. is that Bob Dylan, I don't know, killed Molly Ringwald and got his convertible back okay. for him.
1: yeah, yeah. yeah the okay. other
0: is that he was Molly Ringwald all along. That's
1: what I was thinking. That's a good
0: one. But why? <laughs>
1: Maybe he's an undercover cop.
0: <laughs> what sense does that make?
1: Maybe he's God.
0: Okay, he's God. He's driving the limo. <laughs> no, what was? I Mo- really
1: prefer the one wish which he's a shapeshifter of some kind who was also Molly Ringwald.
0: <laughs> yeah, so he had a sexual relationship with the hunk. Then he stole the hunk's convertible, and then he came back in a limo to tell the hunk that he had the keys to the convertible.
1: Yeah, why not? It All makes right. as much sense as any other possibility.
0: Uh, you know what that is, Chaz? It's unbelievable, is what it is. <laughs> it's so unbelievable. And what I believe about it is that it gets a negative one.
1: It's, it's... unbelievable.
0: Ow! I wonder if that came out the same year. No, that was probably the next year. Bump, bump, I'll
1: look it up while you're talking about whatever All right, so nine unbelievable nine, nine, gets a negative. Just, it makes it
0: easier to ignore here when I'm looking stuff up. Negative <laughs> one. Uh, I'm ignoring that you're ignoring me. The NeverEnding Tour... <laughs> From 1990 It started out okay um, But then he fired G.E. Smith for no reason And made him feel bad Just like he does every <laughs> Um So I'm gonna give it a negative .5 I don't think it's the worst he can do But it's certainly not the best
1: It was released in 1990, Jake
0: It was? That song was?
1: Yeah, yeah So which By E.M.F.
0: Yeah, I remember that song very well That was a big hit
1: It was their first single
0: Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. All right. The Traveling wheelberries, Chaz. Um, as I told you, I, I expected volume three. Not bad. Not bad at all. I expected volume three um, to be garbage. It was not. Uh, we decided for supergroups, which I think this is the only supergroup that either of our guys is involved in.
1: Yeah, always well, member in supergroup.
0: Um, we decided to give each member a possibility of a plus two to negative two, um, and yeah. so Bob here—I hate to say it—but uh, he gets a he gets a plus one for his work hey, on wow. *Traveling Blueberries Volume I 3. I couldn't I couldn't get him any lower than that.
1: Yeah, well, um, that's
0: all right. let's finish off my points segment by talking about *Under the Red Sky*, Chaz. So here's some yeah. things I wrote. Yeah. Here's some things I wrote down as I was listening to it. These are just yeah. these are just some free associations that I had. <laughs> Schmaltzy,
1: oh, yeah. awful. Bad. Schmaltzy. Why
0: is this still listening to this? Schmaltzy. Oh. Schmaltzy. Cheesy. Hokey. Overproduced. Slick. There were some other words too, but I forgot to write them down. But then <laughs> I was thinking, Chaz. So this kind of thing was a real. This was kind of a real thing. It was it was like a, a washed up white rocker bringing on all of these you know more contemporary and or just as famous musicians and it's not an all star album but it's like hey Elton John played piano on my hey, Elton John. crappy fourth here? single from this <laughs> you know and like Eric Clapton was doing this at the time you know a lot of these guys I'm sure David Crosby you know all these Don Wa. I guess it was kind of a Don Wa production kind of a thing yeah sure and sure. it struck me We're that that by We're the next long? by One the next long. year uh Nirvana and others like them had come by and just murdered this kind of album they just oh, yeah, they just killed it dead oh yeah, like this sounded so bad after after grunge and and whatever yeah. else took over um that it was dead by the next year and uh Bob never tried it again to his credit, thanks Bob. Bob was so shaken that he retreated and started doing. You know, like acoustic covers of Froggy Went a Courtin' and stuff like that. <laughs> he was like, "Oh My no, leg.
1: what have I done?
0: Like, what have I
1: done?" <laughs> but we never made it. and one album like that. He just kind of sprinkled it out. Like he had one or two of those in lots of his albums.
0: He kind of just, yeah.
1: He just sprinkled it out from the like about 1980 to 2004.
0: So, Under the Red Sky was a terrible <laughs> idea. It followed. It followed a great album. Um, which followed yeah. another terrible album, which is this other worst album of all time, which is uh, Down in the Groove from 1988. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, there was me, some yeah. sort of weird uh, sandwich analogy that I'd like to make where the bread is <laughs> is moldy and disgusting, but the inside is like the best <laughs> hamburger you've ever had or something. I don't really understand.
1: Okay. I don't uh, know that this
0: sandwich has ever existed, really, but Bob Jones...
1: working really hard.
0: <laughs> well, I just can't think of another way to describe it. Maybe... Maybe uh, just it as
1: a bad album, then a good album, and then a bad album again. Maybe just crazy. it like that. I think, I think people can get
0: it. You have, I you have no imagination, sir. All right, so here's what I'm going to do to give this a score, Chaz. Uh, I'm going to. Um, you're going to picture yourself as Bob Dylan. I'm doing it. Okay, it's 1990. And you have yep. just handed me this album. It's called Under the Red Sky. And, yep. you, and you made me listen hey, to it.
1: I made an album. Here
0: it is. Here it is. I don't know if it's good or not. Why don't you try it out? All right, here's what I say to you, and I'm going to do this by way of a famous movie quote, which you will, you will prob- most, most likely recognize. I'm
1: going to assume it's from Inside Lou Davis. It is gone. not.
0: It is not. Here it is. Mr. Dillon, what you just sang is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you negative 4.5 points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Wow. Uh, Billy
1: Madison. Billy Madison, baby. You got it. I was going back and forth between that (laughs)
0: one and Abby Gilmore. like, the only two Adam
1: Sandler movies I've ever
0: seen. Well, they're the only two good ones, so you got them. That's what I've heard. Yeah, you I watched got
1: Punch it. Drunk Love. I liked Punch Drunk Love.
0: Oh yeah, that no, guy. that was really good.
1: That was a good one. That's soundtrack John Bryan? John Bryan.
0: Yeah, great soundtrack. I like that
1: guy. That guy's all right.
0: Yeah, with those Popeye songs sprinkled in, that was good.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
0: All right. So yeah. all right. I'm, okay, so I just wanted you to know that I'm I, I'm on the right side of history on the point system. You're not, but we're not going to talk about it right now. <laughs> okay. Okay. But I do want to okay. tell you that you are right about. When you double the points in a negative five to zero point or plus five system, that you uh-huh. put, that you put it back on the ten point scale, we had an argument. Exactly. No, you're right. You're right. Okay, that's all, all right. we have to Thank say. You. Thank you.
1: That's all you need to say. You right. gave
0: never let me down. Too many points, but that's fine.
1: Well, I, that's a debate for
0: another time. Yeah, anyway. it's a debate for another time. But All
1: there right, you go. what's the land you at here, Jake? What's that? What's the land your boy at?
0: Okay, he ended up with everything to be a negative 5.0.
1: Okay. So he did so, not best. I mean by best I mean worst. He did
0: not no worst. Bowie. He didn't. He had a ways to We're go yet. Year. It's those darn Even traveling. though
1: even though that, that album is way worse than Never Let Me Down.
0: It is. It is. It is. But Never Let Me Down. But for a year,
1: Bowie that's kind of that's kind of a good like a good feeling here, Jake, you know. We can say that Dylan has the worst album, but Bowie has the worst year. Like there you we go. both you know, we both
0: take that. There you go. I think. It's just a nosedive to mediocrity. <laughs> That's right.
1: Alright, so Bowie's points. I'm gonna start things off with something I did not mention earlier, and that was the single that Bowie released in nineteen ninety. Oh. Also related to the whole like
0: Oh I know what his th-
1: back catalog and doing greatest hits. I know what this is. Did you just remember what it is? Yeah,
0: it's Fame Ninety. <laughs>
1: I'm pretty sure you own it.
0: I do. In it fact is I
1: Fame ninety.
0: I have the Ryko Bowie Desk took version.
1: His then his then fifteen year old song, Fame, one of his biggest hits of all time.
0: Boom. Big one.
1: And he remixed it, he for did. some reason, and released it as a remixed single.
0: He also put it on it his Greatest a, Hits album that they put out on Ricoh Disc that changes, year, which I yeah, own.
1: Changes Bowie, where... I own that changes, one. Yeah, I think it's just Changes Bowie. That was a Greatest Hits that came along with the whole Sound and Vision reissue campaign. There you go. An, up, an update of two previous Greatest Hits, Changes One Bowie and Changes Two Bowie. Uh, so yeah, it's on there instead of Fame, in like normal Fame spot. It's a strangely Unnecessary remix There I will have you know That for this Podcast There are at least Six different mixes Of the song Um I listened to all of them
0: (laughs) Good for you Take one for the team Most
1: notably Jake On one of them There is some Sweet rapping From Queen Latifah
0: Yeah Mm Mm-hmm. Sure is Bowie
1: Collaborated with Queen Latifah In 1990 This is a thing That happened In real life Which is kind of strange It's wonderful Uh he did a video that wasn't the main mix. So that was like one of the other. The main mix was the gas mix, which is the one that's on the Chris And everything Um, the he did a video with La 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 Human Steps
0: <laughs>
1: with some Great. cool. Uh, I mean, again, this lady's like pretty awesome. Yeah. Right? Oh, I, got,
0: I, I love contemporary. I like movies, contemporary names like
1: Cavalier, whatever her name is. Yeah. Uh, She's pretty awesome I give her full credit for this Hey okay, plus And one. also Jake the song was included In none less Than the Pretty Woman soundtrack
0: Oh really The Fame 90 yeah, one? it was
1: Yeah Fame 90 Yeah, oh, wow. yeah.
0: Pretty yeah. Woman huh uh,
1: Upon listening to this I gotta admit Jake It was not quite as bad As I remember it being Okay I'm not saying it's good It's bad but it was not as bad As I remember it being Alright They didn't mess with it A huge amount They just kind of And there's a few Of these different remixes Sprinkled throughout His other bonus tracks In the back Like there's one of Sounded Vision On the back of Low It's just like It was kind of a 1990 thing to do Is just take the song And put like A kind of hip hop beat on it Drum machine beat sure, And just call course. it a day And just say Dust your hands And say Well hey, That remix is done Who's Boy, next
0: This sounds contemporary
1: Let's move on To the next one hey, They didn't do much More than that um, so I'm giving it a negative 0. .5 all I'm not giving right. it the full negative 1 it was not as bad and actually kind of like Queen Latifah's rap was was, was okay it was okay <laughs> sure it was okay
0: by Queen Latifah standards of course just fine I
1: don't know I mean I can't I don't, <laughs> don't want to talk any smack about Queen Latifah because I really don't know anything about her music you
0: know? no and I, I know some other acting she's a I mean, respected she's, she's a, a respected I she's respected actors, so,
1: you know I got nothing wrong with her acting so I don't, I'm not going to talk any smack about Queen Latifah
0: you know she's what she'll right. come over there and she will beat you to death
1: no, she won't, because I did not sm- talk any smack about
0: her. All right, she's going to be me She's going to go beat you. Oh, whoa.
1: As she comes to my house, I'm sending her over to yours.
0: Okay, That's going to be a long trek for her.
1: Well, she's got to get a private jet or something. Won't she probably that does. All right, next up is the tour, the Sound Plus Vision Tour. <laughs> uh, yes. Again, we kind of two parts to this. Is The sound was a little thin. It wasn't quite what people were looking for, especially with these giant hits. But everyone was really impressed with the screens, with the choreography, with the stuff going on on stage. So you can see this in all of the, or almost all of the reviews, is that dichotomy. It's the sound was kind of okay, uh, but the presentation was amazing. So I'm giving it a zero.
0: Okay.
1: Just a solid zero on that one. Sure.
0: And then finally, you (laughs) and I talked about this
1: beforehand, is Bowie, it's kind of notable he released, you know, it's 30-ish Never before Released songs yeah, From right. across his You know That's like kind of a big deal It is And if they'd been Scattered If they'd been on One release That would've been you know, Like a really sweet Two discer that would've been Just awesome And I would love To own that Yeah they should've Done that, that too So it's hard to get on this So we've talked about this And we were alright With uh, giving this It deserves a point So we've given All of those 30 tracks A point A point For all the places They come
0: Yep now Chaz I just so, want everyone to know That Chaz thought about Detailing every single track That came out And giving it points You know I thought about it And giving it points It could have been like A plus 30 for the year But he, <laughs> he decided against that
1: Wherever I could find I mean I, just don't, I didn't need to work that hard For this year Jake you know <laughs> Even if I didn't have To get this point He still would have won With flying colors he just, This puts him to the you bottom didn't do
0: so, He didn't have to do anything At all I didn't
1: have to do anything So uh, that gives Bowie A positive .5
0: I love It I've come to really love the plus plus point five years. So Dylan, is at at least one? Plus Plus point five
1: it's years. It's like,
0: wow, that is as close to nothing as you can get. It all worked <laughs> wow. out.
1: It all worked out.
0: It end. all worked out.
1: Hey, well, this is another long episode, which it is has fine won. by me. Yeah, it's kind of an extra special. Your drive time commute. You know, yeah. It's kind of special. Hope it was
0: episode. a long one.
1: It's special in my heart. Uh, next episode, we're going to not a special episode whatsoever. To a year when I don't know Something happens Probably Uh, We're doing that 2012 2012 right Did we sign in 2012
0: That's what we decided on Dylan uh, Dylan released an album Which was pretty good And we did Absolutely nothing. That's fine But
1: it's going to be Entertaining anyway I've got plans plans I'm sure
0: you do I'm just I just can't wait
1: So for all of you out there, uh, make sure to start flirting with your hitman. You know,
0: if you're
1: ever under attack, I mean, that's my best advice there. as
0: long as he doesn't kill you first.
1: Well, make sure that he doesn't, is what I'm saying.
0: Well, make sure he goes and talks to Bob Dylan uh, and (laughs) asks where you are.
1: For like 30 seconds.
0: Yeah, for like 30 seconds.
1: Do that. He's going to be busy making gates. He's like,
0: I gotta get back to my gates.
1: It's okay. And uh, next time we'll be less dumpy about whatever's happening around here.
0: Probably Just out of the dumps a little bit You know, the bad years are fun to talk about, at least They
1: are fun to talk about I also intend to be healthy for the next episode It's my plan
0: Yeah, that's great And also, you know what? Uh, Get bent, Traveling woolberries. You're too good for this podcast At
1: least this year of this podcast Yeah,
0: Yeah, and you're way too good for 88 That would have been Dylan's worst year Except you were even better in 88 So get bent (laughs) Really interesting ruined everything right there, ladies
1: and gentlemen i am charlie and i like it. voice
0: i'm jake and i love bob dylan even in
1: 1990 <laughs> and we'll see you and by see you i mean talk at you without seeing or interacting with you any other way
0: next time see you later then i mean whatever charlie just said bye thanks mike You're welcome. do that dylan voice for us one more
1: time <laughs> Living in the old, big red sky.
0: That's Mike Beck. He's going to be in a cover you, band. Can we get you to say uh, so long from Boy vs. Dylan in that voice? Oh Ooh,
1: boy, it's Dylan. It's in the